0: Tonight, history on the nation's highest court. Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson will officially be known as Justice Jackson, making her the first black woman
1: on the Supreme Court. On this vote, the A's are 53, the Nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. A teary-eyed
0: vice president and the standing ovation from the Democrats for the groundbreaking justice-to-be. Tonight, the pictures from inside the White House as the president fulfilled a campaign promise. Fake federal agents. The shocking deception as the FBI swarms a luxury D.C. apartment building and arrests two men. Were they trying to infiltrate Dr. Joe Biden's Secret Service detail? Tonight, the CBS News reporting about a possible link to Iranian and Pakistani intelligence. Trail of death and destruction. We visit a Ukrainian town where President Zelensky says the situation is even worse than what we saw in Bucha. Mass shooting in Israel. What we're learning about the attack that left at least two dead and eight wounded. White House COVID scare. Speaker Nancy Pelosi tests positive one day after appearing this close to President Biden eye on america covid's toll on america's mental health among young people and tiger woods's big return the gulf superstar tees it up in round one at the masters will tell you how he did
4: this is the cbs evening news with nora o'donnell reporting from the nation's capital
0: Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We are going to begin here in our nation's capital, because today we had a front row seat to something that has never happened in our nation's history, something that will no doubt change the lives of many Americans for decades to come. Today, the U.S. Senate voted to confirm Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson for a lifetime appointment to the nation's highest court. For its 233-year history, the Supreme Court has weighed in on one of the most important issues in America that affect our everyday lives. But the court has not represented the diversity of the American people. President Biden promised to change that. And six weeks ago, he nominated Judge Jackson in one of the most consequential decisions a president can make. Three Republican senators broke with their party to vote for Jackson, Mitt Romney of Utah, Susan Collins of Maine, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Well, there are a number of other important firsts. It will be the first time two black justices are on the Supreme Court at the same time, and the first time there will be four female justices. CBS's Jan Crawford is on Capitol Hill. Good evening, Jan.
5: Well, good evening, Nora. You know, Judge Jackson's confirmation was contentious, but it was never really in doubt. And now with today's vote, she'll take her place in history.
1: The A's are 53. The nays are 47.
5: With Vice and President Brown, Kamala Harris presiding, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson made history. The 51-year-old, who wrote in her high school yearbook she hoped to be a judge, will be the Supreme Court's first black woman justice, fulfilling a campaign promised by President Biden. He watched the vote in the White House with Jackson, who Senate Democrats celebrated.
6: We are beginning to write another chapter in our nation's quest for equal
5: justice under the law. And that chapter begins with three letters. K-B-J. The vote was bipartisan, barely. As Republicans left the chamber, one of them, Senator Mitt Romney, stood alone. He and two other moderate Republicans, saying Jackson is qualified and the confirmation process broken, joined all 50 members of the Democratic caucus in voting yes. Jackson's qualifications are out of Supreme Court central casting, top Ivy League and legal credentials, nearly a decade of experience as a federal judge. I stand on the shoulders of so many who have come before me. Her confirmation hearings often were heated. No, Senator, I didn't say versus. That's exactly what you said. Republicans say she's soft on crime and extremist.
1: Based on her record, I believe she will prove to be
6: the furthest left of any justice to have ever served on the Supreme Court.
5: Replacing Justice Stephen Breyer, Jackson won't change the balance of the current solidly conservative court. But as the first black woman, her perspective and experience could have influence, and her voice already is being heard. Now, for now, she's still Judge Jackson. She won't become justice until Justice Breyer uh, steps down at the end of the term, which probably will be in late June or early July. And at that point, she'll officially be sworn in and get to work. Nora.
0: Quite a day. Jan Crawford. Thank you. Well, now to a story that sounds like it's out of a spy novel, but it's not fiction and it has potential national security implications. Federal authorities have charged two men with impersonating federal law enforcement agents and using financial favors to get close to members of the Secret Service, including the first lady's security detail. And we've learned that authorities are investigating whether the suspects have ties to foreign intelligence. Here's CBS's Katherine Herridge.
7: These images captured the moment both suspects were arrested. For more than two years, court records allege Arian Tahirzadeh and Haider Ali posed as homeland security agents as part of a sophisticated scheme to ingratiate themselves with members of federal law enforcement and the defense community, even offering to buy a $2,000 assault rifle for a Secret Service agent assigned to the First Lady's protective detail. While the White House spokeswoman declined to comment... I'd point you to uh, the Secret Service. Prosecutors told a federal judge today the men are a flight risk, citing travel to Iran and possible links to Pakistani intelligence. And based on evidence recovered Wednesday by the FBI from the suspect's luxury Washington, D.C. apartments, including ballistic vests, gas masks handheld radios, and a drone similar to those used by SWAT teams. The documents say Tahirzadeh had gained access to the security system for the entire apartment complex. And one witness told investigators Tahirzadeh said he had a list of every federal agent who lived there. The suspect's alleged gifts to agents included rent-free apartments, a cost of more than $40,000 each, as well as iPhones and a flat-screen TV.
2: This is a very serious case.
7: Tom O'Connor is a retired FBI special agent. They got a lot of money. What does that tell you?
2: That makes these persons much more a target for being part of a foreign intelligence organization and not just a couple of yahoos that are trying to become friends with law enforcement.
7: The Secret Service says all personnel involved in this matter are on administrative leave. Prosecutors emphasize that one of the suspects had been to Iran right before the alleged scheme started, and the government is considering bringing conspiracy charges against the men. The judge agreed to hold them pending a detention hearing on Friday, Nora.
0: I cannot get enough details of this story. Thank you, Catherine. You're welcome. All right. Today, the U.N. General Assembly voted to suspend Russia from the organization's leading human rights body over allegations of atrocities in Ukraine. Those horrific images of civilians killed in Bucha prompted widespread outrage. But tonight, Ukraine's President Zelensky said the situation in a neighboring town is even worse. CBS's Holly Williams traveled to that town today.
8: The Russians have left the shattered town of Borodyanka. Now Ukrainians are picking through the rubble and counting their losses. Investigators say they found 26 bodies today. Vadim Shanchenko is looking for the remains of his friend Vladimir, who was at home inside this apartment building when it was hit by Russian airstrikes. Vadim told us the Russian soldiers wouldn't let him search. You think his Volodymyr's body is is buried here? Yes,
2: I I wait and maybe I I can see him. You can can see his body? his body.
8: The Russians also blew up this bridge as they retreated, locals told us. The Ukrainians, as usual, are keeping calm and carrying on. In the nearby village of Termakivka, they told us the Russian soldiers looted, everything from clothing and silverware to refrigerators and washing machines. The head of the village, Mykola Oleksienko, showed us their clinic. They say hypodermic needles, medication. Which he said the Russians raided, leaving it wrecked. So it sounds like they came here hoping to treat themselves for their injuries. Russia's invasion of Ukraine appears not just brutal... But incompetent and unprofessional. Termakivka is around 30 miles from the Chernobyl nuclear site, where Russian troops have also pulled out. But Ukraine says the Russians dug these trenches in one of the most contaminated parts of the exclusion zone, exposing themselves to significant doses of radiation. The Kremlin spokesman admitted today that Russia has lost a significant number of troops in Ukraine, calling it a, quote, huge tragedy. But he didn't say how many have been killed. Nora.
0: Holly Williams, thank you. Let's turn out to Israel, where at least two people were killed and eight wounded following a mass shooting that police are calling a terrorist attack in downtown Tel Aviv. The shooting took place in an area packed with restaurants. It is the fourth gunman attack in Israel in the last two weeks. All right, COVID cases across the country are dropping, but that's not the case here in the nation's capital, where a surge of infections are getting dangerously close to the president of the United States. CBS's Weija Jiang is at the White House with more.
4: House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's positive COVID test today came less than 24 hours after she was standing next to President Biden for a bill signing. That interaction followed this one on Tuesday when the 82-year-old kissed the president. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki insisted they are not considered
5: close contacts by the CDC. Their definition of it is 15 minutes of, co- of contact within a set period of time uh, and within six feet. Uh, it did not meet that bar.
4: Pelosi, who is quarantining with no symptoms, is the latest in a growing number of people close to Mr. Biden who have contracted the coronavirus in recent days, including his sister, Valerie Biden Owens, Attorney General Merrick Garland and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, all of whom attended the same Washington dinner on Saturday night. Vice President Harris's communications director also tested positive after going, adding to a mounting list of West Wing staffers. President Biden received his second booster shot last week and last night tested negative for COVID. The highly contagious BA2 sub is sweeping the nation's capital. Cases in D.C. spiked by 56 percent in the past week, hospitalizations by 31 percent. Experts say the good news is many people are protected.
6: We can expect more cases out there,
9: but the vaccines are designed to keep us out of the hospital and they're working.
4: Tomorrow, a large crowd is expected to attend an outdoor celebration for Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson here at the White House. Despite the spike in cases around the president, there are no plans to beef up mitigation measures. So those who will be close to him will be tested beforehand. But there is no mask mandate. Nora.
0: All right. Rija Jang at the White House. Thank you. Tonight, CBS News has confirmed the Justice Department is investigating former President Donald Trump's removal of presidential records to his Mar-a-Lago resort. Trump took about 15 boxes of records to Florida after leaving office, including some documents reportedly marked as top secret. The National Archives says those boxes contained classified material. We want to turn now to the alarming mental health crisis among America's youth that only got worse during the COVID pandemic. A new study by the CDC found about one in five teens considered suicide early in the pandemic. In tonight's Eye in America, CBS's Lilia Luciano shows us what one school district is doing to save lives.
6: Box.
9: Welcome. In Nicholas Orr's Las Vegas high school classroom, he's teaching more than science.
2: Right where it says ad file, I'll be the first to tell you, you matter, you are loved, you are never alone.
9: Orr says his students returned from remote learning different.
2: I've had to work with our social workers more times than I can even count just because so many kids are hurting. And
9: grieving. In the Clark County School District alone, at least 30 students have died by suicide since the pandemic began. Nationwide, the CDC says 44 percent of America's high school students reported they persistently felt sad or hopeless in the past year. To confront the challenge, the Clark County School District started a weekly social and emotional learning lesson.
7: Honestly, it does help a lot, like, just that moment of, like, five minutes of talking about,
3: oh, today was not the best day.
9: We met Sierra Vista High School students Maurice, Alex, and Giovanna as they discussed the topic of belonging.
3: Now that we're all
2: back, I feel like a lot of people are more, like, they're not as willing to, like, just like talk to someone new.
9: What was the impact of that? What are you seeing happening in the school?
1: People feeling alone, I guess, like they don't really have that many friends or they feel like they
9: lost a lot of people. Yeah. Principal Jessica Lovell brings a therapy dog to school every day and says her teachers know the job takes more than what's required.
0: Well, I think it goes back to that teacher as a as kind of have to wear different hats. So am I teaching right now? Am I a therapist right now? Am I talking kids down right now? Am I talking about what's happening in the world?
9: So go ahead and do that. Nick Orr knows the consequences of missing the signs of distress.
2: If I didn't see this in my own brother, someone with who I was living with. How am I going to see it in someone that I see for 84 minutes every other day?
9: In August of twenty twenty, Nick's eighteen year old brother Anthony was among those thirty students the district lost to suicide. He had just graduated. Friends. He was popular.
2: Yeah, popular. He kept everything hidden and on his phone and or well, he didn't, he didn't vocalize when he needed help.
9: Saving others is now his mission.
2: We need to take a lot of pressure off kids as far as grades and academics, and put more pressure on happiness and well-being. And just, it's okay to not be okay, as long as you have a plan to get back to okay.
9: For Eye on
0: America, Lilia Luciano, CBS News. It is okay to not be okay, and there is help out there.
10: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one.
0: Tiger Woods is back just over four months after telling the world that he would retire from playing full-time golf. The 15-time major champion returned for round one of the Masters. CBS's Jim Axelrod is at Augusta National.
6: Tiger Woods. Just after 11 o'clock this morning, Tiger Woods did what, until a few weeks ago, was unthinkable. He teed off at the Masters. <laughs> Do it yeah. 80. And the tiger roar came with him.
8: Add another memory at 16. Uh, honestly, I got chills, you know. It was first time I ever seen him in person. It was pretty cool. Unbelievable.
6: Wood shot a one under par 71. Solid most years. But spectacular when considering a car crash 14 months ago almost cost him his leg. It's absolutely amazing that he can even walk the golf course, much less be a competitor in this tournament. The concern coming into the tournament was whether his body could hold up. Grabbing his back a little bit there. Walking the six miles or more each day over the hilly terrain here at Augusta National. So now Tiger for birdie. But after his round today,
1: it all looks good. Just exceptional stuff for Tiger Woods. I figured once adrenaline kicks in and we get fired up and I get into my my little world, um,
6: I should be able to handle business. Jim Nance anchors Masters coverage for CBS Sports. I think he's got a freebie, so to speak, because the expectations are so low. Now, don't fool yourself. His expectations are to win this thing. Tiger Woods is known for his game face. Usually he's all business, not a trace of emotion. Usually. Today, coming off the course, he was unable to hide a smile speaking for so many here at Augusta National. Nora.
0: I love it. Jim Axelrod, thank you. Child care centers across the country have long struggled to find enough teachers. Well, one Atlanta school found help in a surprising place. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman.
6: At the Fraser Center, everyone's learning, not just the kids. Seven new teachers, all
5: Afghan war refugees. It's a win-win on both ends. Susie Riddick, Director of Child Development. This opens up a new door for us.
6: Thank you, Leslie.
5: It's a 4-month pilot program.
7: Get hands, one, two, three.
6: The Afghans paid interns become certified as child care instructors and will qualify for full-time jobs. See apples. As they teach, they're also taught English classes three days a week.
7: Sometimes I speak my language with the kids. <laughs> Some kids say, you are French? I'm not French, I'm from Afghanistan.
6: <laughs> Fahima Imak is a 33-year-old refugee from Kabul.
7: Children is not different. Every children are same. <laughs>
6: you have your little badges there. Which one do you use the most?
7: Listen to me. <laughs> Listen, ears.
5: <laughs> a universal maternal language. In the beginning, we weren't, we weren't really sure what to expect. And at the end of it, we we're hoping to be able to hire them all as part of our team. Are you
6: ready? A life-changing moment for the entire school. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta.
0: Women always find a way to get things done. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman meets the world record holder who drove 211 miles per hour, and he's blind. His amazing story of resilience and perseverance on the road. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Good night.